this YouTube Conversations that come with a student center. I am your host, Baba. Welcome to this week's episode, What's Next with Daniel Steinman. Daniel, welcome to the student center. First off, congratulations on passing your ITC. And thank you for sitting down with me to talk about your career journey experience and to share knowledge with our listeners. Hi, Tava. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So, Daniel, how would you define yourself? Um, Tava, I would say that I'm, I'm a hardworking person. I think if I had to summarize myself in a sense, um, which is a bit difficult, I'd, I'd, I'd try and stick to what I, I say on my, on my LinkedIn bio, which would be that I'm a non-conformist go-getter, I'm ambitious and values-driven, I have an entrepreneurial flair, always excited for a challenge, and um, I'm quite empathetic with people in the process still. Um, I think I have to start at high school. Um, for me, I was in Paul Rose Gymnasium. I played a bit of rugby, and it was actually the decision I made. What I had to make was if I'm going to pursue a career in rugby, and if I'm going to go study. Um, I, I chose the latter. I always joke that I'm a bit smarter than I'm good at rugby, and um, it actually I think it, that's where the the first big decision I made in my career that it, that led me to be where I am now. Um, I did my undergrad at Stellenbosch University, cum laude, and I, I really tried and utilized my ta- time at university, um, especially my undergrad, in trying to to manage and balance uh, other things of interest, such as pursuing a bit of a career in wine, and um, you know, seeing at, as opportunities presented themselves, starting companies in the process, and you know, making sure that that I equip myself for for the future. Uh, in my honours year, which I suppose it translates to your CTA year, um, it was a much more challenging academic year, especially you know with COVID. And uh, I actually found myself a lot more behind the books. Um, I had uh, the privilege of starting a non-profit that kind of came came about in the midst of lockdown called All in Africa. And uh, it really was something that I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of. It, we got to work with some of the biggest celebrities in South Africa, such as Sia Kulisi, A.B. de Villiers, to name a few. And in the process, raised over 500,000 for those in need in, in the lockdown period. Um, I then kind of got contacted through someone that now I work with, a colleague called Daniel Lewis, who introduced me to um, the VAT IT group. Um, for me, I was initially looking at doing my articles at Deloitte in auditing. Um, to be honest, I didn't actually know why. I just I knew of the, the establishment and the brand behind it. And I signed, I think, in my second year. And um, in honors, I just I, I looked around and, and knowing that I, I see myself and my five to ten year plans as, as, you know, as an entrepreneur and doing my own thing. I really wanted to get as much um, hands on experience in the business world. And not necessarily just in financing, but literally how does business tick and what is the processes involved? Um, and I started looking at a top program. Um, my considerations were either going into banking or then a more entrepreneurial program, which led me to sign at VAT IT. I'm currently as, 
as we're speaking, doing my articles in the Vat IT Group. It's the world's largest rec tech company, and uh, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. signed up with, with a firm um, uh, in the auditing space but at a later stage you decided to uh, start your articles with that IT but I just can you can you take us through the options you know what are the options uh, for someone who's looking at starting their articles towards qualifying as a chartered accountant basically Great question, Tavu. I think a lot of people actually don't know about the opportunities that that are available to CA trainees. So I'll start us off by the main split in in the two different routes. You get what they call the TIP group and the TOP. So TIP stands for Training Inside Public Practice and TOP is Training Outside Public Practice. Now, what that means is that a TIP program is any auditing related program. So that would be in the big four firms as well smaller auditing firms where your main elective during your articles is auditing. Now, I think I'm, I'm speaking under correction, but I, I'll, I think probably 90 to 95% of options that are available for CTA students are in the tip space. It's actually, you know, in the auditing space, there's a bigger demand there but um i think so that's just to to just quickly draw the difference a top program as i've mentioned is outside public practice um your biggest top programs would be those of the banks investec net bank um rmb um standard bank and then other programs such as that it um and then you have a, a few quite a few smaller ones uh, that would be mtn um i'm not sure which ones else but i think there's a few other companies shop right and um like i said then your articles you're doing it your main electives would be instead of auditing either decision management or financing or accounting i think that's that's just how the split in differences um your main experience difference to link that i think from a inside public practice you'll really your your pros to doing tip is you are in probably if you're doing a big four company you're in a very established company you have a lot of opportunities to do a consignment in europe or the us um, afterwards you have the ability to climb the rank in an auditing firm to become a partner or manager if that is what you want to achieve and um, and further you can become a registered auditor um, and be part of irba um, then in the top program you know on contrast you're not you're not doing auditing it means you'll still become a psych a ca but you aren't able to sign off any auditing documents you're not allowed to you know become an auditor after your your top three years but it does give you a broader sense um, of business and business experience so um, there's pros and cons to both which option do you think is the best, so to speak? <laughs> Tommy, you're putting me in a position because uh, I'm, I'm quite fond of, of the opportunity that I have and I think it is something very unique and special. But okay. in, in brief, just in brief, I think it depends on the person. I think if you, if you want to be climbing a corporate ladder, especially in the auditing world, and have that experience of understanding auditing and... Um, I, I, I suppose in a way if you want to understand a lot of different industries 
only broadly auditing is not a bad option i think it is something that a lot of people can strive on you also in your third year of articles you do get to manage people quite intensely and i think just generally you you do come out quite professionally you've got great excel skills you you do know how to audit so it's a different skill that you get uh, the reason i prefer the top program and i suppose it's more just because of the personality and who i am and where i want to be is based on i want to understand business uh, I've always had an interest in how business works, what makes it tick, what is the things that is the, what what keeps it going. Um, and I think a top program really gives you the opportunity to have much less routine task-based days where you're not sitting with the same task on a daily basis. Um, it, it's more exciting, it's more work that, that, that really gives you the ability to grow and be quicker in the professional world. You obviously also have the opportunity to um, elevate yourself after those three years to a, a relative good position in the firm you're working, be it Investec, Bad IT, or you know uh, some of the other banks. Because after those three years of articles, you actually do have a, a great understanding of the company and how it works. Versus new CAs that would come in have only three years of auditing experience. Now, like I said, it, it depends on where you see yourself. If you do don't see yourself in the auditing space. I quite don't understand why people tend to be reluctant to move over to a top program. Um, if you do know that you want to see yourself in business and not, you know, signing off financial statements. So that's just my preference. And I think, um, but it relates to what I think where I want to be as well. Yeah. yeah I, uh, you know, I think the, my key takeaway from this is you need to know what is it exactly that you yes. want. Yeah. And that is the best way or the best way that you can approach um, this decision deciding whether you want to train in you know in audit or you just want to go to the industry but yeah anyway awesome about that now you you did mention that you are currently with uh, the IT group i want to just briefly tell us about the program what is the program involved and what is the one common myth about your program specifically at IT that you want to debunk? So I think a lot of people think, so just a bit of background about VAT IT. So VAT IT is the world's largest reg tech company. So we're in the regulation tech space. Now, when you hear VAT IT, a lot of people think that um, my articles are based on, um, on taxation and understanding tax and working with tax. Now, just as if you go to ShopRite, an article there, I'm pretty sure you're not packing groceries. The same at VAT IT, you're not working with the VAT and in the, with the different taxes necessarily. You are working what a CA in business would do. It's running the operations. It's understanding the financial statements. It's working in marketing. It's running sales. It's helping grow the business, building risk models. So for, uh, that's a one deep, the, I would say the myth I'd like to debunk at least in that sense. Um, what makes our program different for me is um, they call it the entrepreneurship program. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only South African top program that really emphasizes entrepreneurship and encourages. I, I think there's quite a few programs that actually, if you do end up doing your articles there, you actually have to resign from any businesses you're involved in. Whereas at Val IT, um, it's actually something they consider in the process. Um, they're looking for people that could come in as a CA trainee. And um, I, I think the concept's brilliant. So if you as CA trainee, 
huge no theoretically just as much as any ca in south africa you know technically you know more because you've just studied it it's fresh in your mind and anyone that's been to cta would know it's quite a, a long and, and a hard year and what they see is and the way they see the value in the ca program is that if they get the most clever and best ca trainees into the program they have the ability to use them in positions that they would normally hire CAs for. Because if someone joins after three years of articles, he knows just about much as about the regulation tech space and the operations, running sales, marketing risk, as I do. He's just been in auditing. So although he might be more professional in the, in, in the way he conducts himself and uh, have exceptional skills, uh, you know, from a learning perspective, there's a, there's a learning curve that the CA training will also overcome. And I love being thrown into the deep side. I love having tasks where I'm, I'm really valued and, and not just another number in the group. Uh, that's why the program is quite small. I think the intake this year, we only seven trainees and they're looking to extend it to about 20 trainees uh, per year. Uh, but that's uh, that what I would say is, is, is the best part about it. Awesome. So if you are a CTA student listening out there, my recommendation would be look up or check out group is all about and possibly you know from how you know you've put how things are in your space i think there's a lot of it's, it's a good space for someone who's, who has uh, who's looking to grow and they have you know growth ideas about their own career project uh, yeah now how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within so Toba, I think it's it's any person's own responsibility to take take the the, the onus upon himself to without your eight to five working hours make sure that you are taking in as much information and for me I love learning I love absorbing information so for me it's listening to podcasts it's uh, reading snippets from I don't know if you've heard of the hustle it's it's quite a nice newsletter to subscribe to it's it um, it's quite a small snippets of brief changes in technology and exciting world news more from a tech and, and youngster perspective and um, I, I try and speak to people that similar mindset trying to hear what they their take is on on certain economic factors stuff that they're interested in in working hours it's about always putting up your hand i think there's a lot of times um anyone that's been through the ca journey knows it's about learning um, and it's just about not necessarily participating in meetings but if you have the chance just sit in i've been some of the my best meetings i've been was just by sitting in and hearing from the ceo himself or hearing where we had a conversation with someone at google and not necessarily adding value but just sitting there absorbing and i think for anyone that's an any program um, it's about looking for opportunities um, it's by seeking out those opportunities that that you have the chance to um, you know create chances for yourself yeah. no, I, I think anyone who decides to um, follow this career they, they have an idea that being a chartered accountant is all about being a lifelong learner it's all about mm. learning I think the world is changing quite quickly you know and there's a lot of learning and unlearning and relearning that we need to do throughout mm. the process. You know, um, I think I'd reserve this question. Possibly this was going to be my last question, but um, I want to ask it now because it's going to link quite well with what you just said. Now, 
what have you read uh, or listened to recently that inspired you? Any article or possibly or any podcast um, episode that you listen to? Tabo, I think um, I'm going to give you two, one out of a book and one of a podcast, um, if that's fine. So it's a it's a book I'm re-reading. I've read it actually quite a few times, but it's um, it's actually astonishing how the human mind forgets stuff. I suppose um, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carnegie. Um, it's it's, it's a, quite a famous book, and although it's got a cream title, it's, it's got some great lessons in. And um, something that I just reread that I think is very important to me is understanding that there's very little value in telling someone they're wrong. Um, as a as a competitive person by nature and a bit of an extrovert, I, I sometimes tend to to strive for getting into a nice debated argument. And I, although there's nothing wrong with that, I do see. And when I re- reread it, you okay. open up. Um, someone being much more reciprocant to hearing what you're saying. Um, so it's really showing interest in someone if they're wrong, at least directly. Um, from a podcast perspective, I listened to a podcast from the guy who started Asper. It's a, it's a stock that trades on the, I think on the New York Stock Exchange that they sell mattress. And um, what I found quite interesting is it's um, most most areas where there's monopolies a lot of times the opportunity actually lays there because there's massive margins so basically what what casper did was they they had they they saw that the mattresses literally sleeping mattresses market that there were only one or two big players in it and the margins were very high at a time when selling it online and although a lot of people missed that opportunity what they realized was that yes we could still go to a manufacturer and try and make that although there's a very big market grip by one or two players it doesn't mean the opportunity be utilized and i think a lot of times and when we see ideas we look at the market and how big they are how many follow how many people work there and we miss that we everything smart starts small so that was just something motivational that i read of two at least um that i found quite interesting now, there's so much value in what you just said, but I, you know, you said you read a book. What do you find the time to read books? Because um, yeah, I've spoken to a couple of people, and they only say, oh, you know, reading it. I recommend a book, and someone say, I don't have the time to. You know, where do you get the time, or when do you read? Uh, like, what is your reading approach? What does it look like? Well, I'm definitely not a guru, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm very also sitting scrolling through Instagram instead of reading. So uh, I'm definitely no sensei. <laughs> I suppose the best advice I could give myself and anyone, not that I'm always following it, you know, is that that half an hour before you go to bed and you anyway just through Instagram, um, replacing that with just reading a bit, putting in on some music, um, it, def- it definitely compound effect in the long run. Um, like I said, I'm definitely no perfect human. I make I make the error probably three, four times a week, but yeah. it's something I try and, and at least do in a, a sense. And I think it's there's so much more value in that. Yeah, 
any 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 book that you would recommend for reading? Well, the one I is definitely worth reading. Haven't, uh, but a, a good story that's not necessarily even for for I think anyone could read. That's just he, he tells the story. So recently read is it's called Shoe Dog. It's just about how Nike started uh, from Philip Knight. Uh, it's definitely a book I recommend. In the it's just a very easy read and um, it just tells the story of of the struggles of starting. And, um, I think it's quite cool to relate to. Is I think most people have at least one pair of Nike somewhere in their cupboards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, just if you're listening out there and you're wondering, um, I keep on asking about reading books. Am I reading? Yeah, I am currently reading something. You know, and it's called uh, Think Again by Adam Grant. Yeah, I've read it. It's good. What's your takeaway so far from the book? Have you, where are you in it? Um, I think I'm currently on my fourth chapter because I, st- I only started recently reading it and it's, it's really amazing. I like this whole idea of free thinking and, and motivating and just unlearning. It, there's, a lot, there's so much value in what Adam shares. And I think just personally, from my own perspective, you know, when I read just the first chapter, So I'll put it's um, studied quite hard for it. Um, I think uh, I, if I, if I have to be honest, I actually did aim quite high. Um, I, I tried and looked if I could make the top ten list. It's, I think it's more in nature. I love striving for a goal and kind of seeing, you know, how much I could push myself. Um, and I think in a sense, when I, when the list came out, that there were five Stellenbosch people on there. It was something that I knew I was, I, I got probably quite close to. Um, but I think you have to be able to celebrate all the victories. So um, last weekend was just about like enjoying it. I've got two of my flatmates are also CA trainees and both of them passed. So it was, it was just a nice, joyous celebration, especially watching the Springboks play with a nice victory over Georgia. It was a, it was a good weekend. And um, yeah, I, I think for anyone that, that is going that route, um, I, I do believe that ITC is only a reflection of the work into your CTA. So if you do work hard in CTA, um, chances are quite high that if you do put in a bit of work for your ITC, you you, you will be fine. And the and the stat shows it. You know, seventy percent did pass. Um, and you need to just make sure that you give your best. Yeah, you know, I was always gonna. I was thinking of asking a lot of questions to say any advice for someone who's doing CTA but I've you know if you have anything for CTA class of 2021 please do share with with, with our listeners 
I would say it's it's confidence is so important. Actually, people see it often. You get one bad mark, and all of a sudden you don't know how tax works anymore, or you you fail a FNAC test, and all of a sudden you can't remember how your book was flagged. And I think it's so important to not look at failures, but see it as places where you can improve. Um, when you when you when you fail a test, there's 50% after that test if you got 45 that you can learn from your test and you won't make that error again. Um, you know they say when you burn your hand once on a stove, you'll never burn it again. And I think it's the same um, with with studying. It's about realizing that you, anyone will make errors and anyone will have places where they're stronger and weaker. But it's about having a very positive mindset and like always kind of being confident when you're going in writing if you feel unconfident you need to be able to transform yourself in into someone that that knows he's going to try at least and nail that test sometimes forget that the people that's marking your tests at least of the year is is usually the 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 eight like it, they're only a year older than you so you know with the people marking your test isn't even that much more informed than you that's just my one advice is really not being scared to give your opinion and um, obviously get your structured approach. So that's more from a mental side. Just some practical tips is use very thick books to write in so that every time you do a question that you could mark back, don't don't work out a question and then throw it away. Everything you work out is your IP for the end of the year. See and learn from your errors. I mean, I've made mistakes many times and it's from those mistakes that you get to learn if you get 90% I'm almost scared because then you know I didn't learn that much like I wasted my time in a practice test so it's about learning from your mistakes happen again because most tests does reoccur people aren't that smart they can't think out that many new questions so when you do work make sure you make notes of what you're doing wrong and um, another thing is um management perspective time yourself when you study when you when you study pause if you're taking a break if you're on your phone actually could look at the end of the day at what your productive hours are there's no there's no there's nothing great that sitting 11 hours in front of you've only worked five it's not impressive it's about putting in productive hours and never measuring anything else than the product put in thank you so much for sharing this with myself and our listeners my key takeaway from this is there's so much value in correction so think about that while you're listening through this episode now you know we are just about to wrap up with our episode is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners so I, I love and you you'd know Toba I don't I don't mind if people reach out to me um you can put my LinkedIn and and notes in 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 the bio so people can have if you have questions um I'm quite passionate on the whole tip versus top topic and really giving people educated on what the best decisions is and where to apply um please don't mind to reach out on LinkedIn um and yeah thank you so much for your time I think it's really incredible of you taking this initiative um, and really educating the people around you that's you and across South Africa and you know it's these small differences that, that will you know at the end of the day make the biggest change so thank you yeah. awesome uh, thank you again Daniel. Um, I would love to see you join us again in the future great awesome. I definitely
Awesome. That was Danone Steinman. Thank you once again, Danone, for joining us. Have a lovely night, Tabu. Cheers. Awesome. Awesome. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Conversations That Count, the Student Center. I am Tabo Masuba. This is our second episode. Please email us any feedback at theconversationsthatcount at gmail.com. Please subscribe, share, learn, unlearn, and relearn.